The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You've ever been on the receiving end of a conversation where you've like told somebody at a business that something isn't right and their response is like, well, that's surprising because we always get this right for everybody else. Like no one cares. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident, feel empowered, and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I am your host, as always, Amber Hurdle, and I am delighted that you are here with us today, spending your precious limited time to invest in yourself to become a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business. I think that you're really going to probably want to save this particular episode. I'm super pumped to share our guest with you today. And, um, you know, she really approaches things by saying that everyone has the power to create super fans, loyal, enthusiastic customer advocates. So our guest today will share her memorable five-part framework, you know, I love me some frameworks, that teaches actionable steps businesses must take to turn customers into super fans. Whether you're a large business or a solopreneur, to go from commodity to commodity provider, rather, to category of one in the minds of your prospects, and customers. So get your notebook out. Let me tell you who our guest is today. She's actually a friend of mine. And if I'm being real, we spent the majority of the hour just chatting and talking and laughing. We're like, oh crap, we should probably record now and get this podcast episode done and move on with our days. So let me tell you about my friend, Brittany. Brittany Odek is an award-winning entrepreneur, author, and customer experience speaker who has delivered keynotes across the globe to organizations, including American Express and the United Nations. She has written hundreds of articles for Forbes, Adweek, Success, and other top publications. She has appeared on programs on NBC, CBS, ABC, and CNN, and she has worked with some of the world's biggest brands and entertainers, including Walmart, Disney, Katy Perry, and my personal favorite, the Empress of Tennessee, Dolly Parton. She originated the role of Chief Experience Officer at Experience.com, and she founded and scaled an entertainment startup to eight figures before exiting. Stop it. Entrepreneur Magazine calls her the expert at creating loyal fans for your brand, and Brittany's debut book, Creating Superfans, will be in stores on January 10th, 2023. Girl, welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Yay. That was a mouthful. Thank you very, very much. As I was listening to you talk about me, I was like, man, I should trim that down. Um, but I am so excited to be here and glad that we finally remembered to press record on this episode. Um, we'll try to get some of those gems in there, but we were like, man, we should be recording this to share with all of you guys. So thanks Amber for having me and thank you for listening. I'm so excited to talk about creating super fans because it's is it it's my favorite topic in the world i love it i talk about it all the time and you're so my four-year-old will be like mom are you teaching people to create super fans today and i'm like yep babe yes i am <laughs> <laughs> well i love that and i just think our work is so um 
intertwined and complementary because like you're creating super fans and I'm creating like super fan employees to deliver the experience your super fans expect of you. And so that's, we kind of got lost in that and speaker world and everything else, but um, let's, let's talk about super fans. So I know you described as loyal, enthusiastic customer advocates, but can you just expand on that? And like, what is it that drives you to wholly focus on quote super fans? So in simplest possible terms, a super fan is a customer who's creating more customers for you. There's somebody who loves your brand. They're going to come back and they're going to tell their friends. So these are the types of customers we should all be wanting to have because it makes everything easier because all of a sudden, instead of someone who does what a bunch of other people do, you become the expert. You're that trusted partner that somebody says, don't even think about calling anybody else. I know who you need to work with. And it's so important because so many jobs are in commodity markets and we're living in an experience economy. Like people make decisions based on how it feels to work with you, how they feel when they're done. So I am obsessed with customer experience and I am a very firm believer that a company's customer experience is never going to be better than their employee experience. Customers will be treated the way those employees are treated. And I know you know this, and I know you preach this all the time, which as you said, what we do is, is so intertwined because, you know, it's like trying to have great customer experience without great employee experience is saying like, oh, I want to get in shape, but like, I also am going to eat like trash food and never exercise. Like it doesn't work. You can want it, but one comes before the other. Mm-hmm. Mm, 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 mm. Preach, preach, preach. Okay. So you have a five step framework and I know we can't deep dive and everybody's going to want to buy your book. They can pre pre buy it yet on your yes. website or Amazon. Okay. Yep. You um, can pre order the book. And just as a little plug, I was telling Amber before we started recording, I'm so excited because I just made the decision to print it in full color. So it's a hardcover book and it's printed in full color. And even my publisher was like, you are a little bit crazy because of how much this is going to cost you, but we totally get it. And it makes so much sense because your book is all about exceeding expectations and going the extra mile. So it is so beautiful. It is so fun to read. It's a book that you're going to learn from, but you're also going to want to like put on Instagram uh, because there's just so many beautiful things throughout the book. So that is my plug. You can pre-order it now. (laughs) And we'll put all of that in the show notes. And I know, I mean, I, I always love promoting everybody's books because we're very protective of who we have on the show. We, we don't bring them on unless we think they can give you extreme value as a listener. And, um, but I just have to say, like, as somebody who knows Brittany and her personality and her work and has seen her speak, like y'all full color, that is, that is her. <laughs> that is her. So anyways, um, okay. So I know they can buy the book. They can get the whole deep dive. They can put it into their, their business. Um, but can you just like, let's just start with step one of your framework. Where do we begin to create super fans? Yeah. So the framework is called the supermodel. Uh, because it made me laugh when I thought of that. Um, and now you get to be like, yeah, I heard all about the supermodel on this podcast. I was listening on to the bombshell today. podcast. We're on learning the bombshell how to be supermodels. <laughs> Talking about supermodels. Um, no, but honestly, it's just like, I know if I can't remember something, I won't do it. And I've got two young kids. So my head is just crammed full of knowledge of things like, you know, Peppa Pig characters and like how different 
uh, Lego sets go together. So I, if something's going to stick in my brain with all of that competition, it's got to be easy to remember. So the super model is a five-part framework that will help you create super fans and super is an acronym. So again, trying to make it super simple so that you can not only use this model, but you can teach it to all of your employees for them to implement to and have a shared language. So S stands for start with your story. And we know how important storytelling is. Mm -hmm. We know in business, it's, you know, sort of having a moment right now, but it's been important since the beginning of time. And the reason it's important, if you can't tell a prospect or customer why you personally are the very best person to help them with their problem, how are they ever going to figure it out? Like, if you don't know why you're the best, how are they going to know? And yet I find so many business people, whether they're solopreneurs or CEOs of growing companies, when I'm like, tell me why you're the best. And they start talking about features and benefits Uh about how many years experience they have. And I'm like, boring. Like my brain shut off, right? Like I'm not listening anymore. What makes you the best person to help me? Because if you can't explain that, I'm going to just assume you're not. So that's what I mean when I say, start with your story, getting real clarity on your superpower, what it is that you and everyone on your team does better than anyone else. And when you have that, when you can start to think about your origin story and the way you talk about some of the amazing superpowers that your team has, it becomes easier to recruit the right types of people to get them engaged and excited about sharing your message and ultimately creating a reputation that takes you to that category leader or even category of one status, because all of a sudden you're not someone who does this thing that a lot of other people do. You are a world-class expert at whatever your thing is. Preach. Love, 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 love. Um, I, I experienced that a lot too. And in the brand guides that I create, we start with problem solve. So it's features, benefits, problem solve, because if I can get my, and I'm talking like, I mean, we do external branding as well, but our focus obviously is employer branding. If I can get them to identify the problem that their customer has, then we're focused on the customer and all of the employees are focused on that problem and the need and the what's in it for me and the fears of the customer. And then we can talk about, okay, now we know their problem. What is the benefit that they get when we solve the problem? Okay. If they get this benefit, now let's talk about our feature because nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like if, if, um, if iPod was like, it's got 40 gigabytes, like nobody cares. Nobody even knows what that means, but they said, I've got, you know, do you want a thousand songs in your pocket? And we're all like, heck yeah, sign me up. I don't care what the price is that I don't have to get out of my car at a red light and go into my trunk and like change what's on my CD changer. Like it's in my pocket. What now you're talking my language. Love it. Absolutely. Yes. Love, love, love. And that is a perfect segue to the second step of the supermodel because you stands for understand your customer story. And I'm sure you've heard this quote before, but for anybody listening who hasn't, this is one of my favorite quotes when it comes to customer and employee experience, courtesy of Teddy Roosevelt, who said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And yet So many people are out there trying to lead with authority. Like I can solve this problem. I know this, I know this, I know this. They're not taking the time to showcase that empathy and really establish that relationship. That's going to make their customer or their prospects feel seen and heard and validated in those needs that are currently unmet. 
So, you know, my, my business is, is definitely built on brand intimacy. Um, we're a kind of a behind the velvet rope type deal, not, not because we're snarky, but just because like, I just want everybody committed. Like we're going to be committed to you. You need to be committed to us. Like you're in it, when you're inside, you're inside and we go to the mat for you. But brand intimacy has kind of become something that all companies need to have a measure of. So if you're not like inherently that style and you are trying to show that empathy to your customer, how do you create brand intimacy? Like, let's just say I have a hundred employees, you know, I'm at 15 million in revenue a year. That's a lot to keep up with. And then also create what you just said. So do you have any like tactics that might have worked with customers you've worked with before to enhance that? Yeah, absolutely. So going back to step one, start with your story. It really starts with figuring out what you want that level of brand intimacy to be, what it is, what it looks like, why it matters, and making sure that all those hundred people on your team are on the same page and that they know what representing a brand looks like. In terms of understanding your customers, that's kind of macro and micro, right? So it's mm -hmm. understanding, you know, the the audience that you serve, but also understanding every individual. So if you've got people in sales, the conversations that they're having with your customers are going to look very different than the conversations that somebody in support or somebody in, in tech might be having with your customers, but they all need to be rooted in that same why, that same problem you're solving, that same style that you have. And without making sure that there is alignment from everyone on your team, it's not that you're not going to have a customer experience because the experience is there. It's happening. Whether you know it or not. It is happening. The question is just, is it intentional or is it <laughs> accidental? So being intentional about it, saying, you know, these are the non-negotiables and we're going to give you the opportunity to interpret this any way you want. Like what we don't want to do is hire people, each of whom has their unique talents and skills and abilities and then turn them into robots. Like we don't right. want to do that. We don't want to say, here's the scripture reading from this is the manual. What we want to say is we know that because we did a good job in recruiting and screening and hiring and training you that you understand the parameters. Like, you know, where the goalpost is, use your best judgment and the tools and the discretion we're giving you to make our customers feel this way. Like this is the outcome. I'm a huge believer that every, every experience somebody has is going to end in one of three ways. They are going to walk away from that experience feeling better, worse, or exactly the same. So <laughs> what can you do to make your customer feel better at the end of the experience? Or if you know, it's going to like, you've got bad news to deliver or something went wrong. How can you try to make that neutral instead of negative? Like, can you go in with the solutions? Can you go in saying, here's what we're doing. Here's where we're at um, to minimize the sting a little bit. And if you could, if that's like the only met metric that you track in your business is are our customers leaving better, worse, or exactly the same as they found us. Like if you just focus on that one thing at both the micro and the macro levels, you will have 
enormous success. If you make people feel better and leave in a better situation than they found you, congratulations. You have a company that is going to last for centuries. Absolutely. And I found too, and I know those of us in branding and marketing um, PR, we know this, but then just from a really personal perspective, like when a company screws up and they make it right, like that's what creates super fans right there. I mean, cause, and I never thought of it this way. So I'm going, you screwed up. I'm paying you. You did not give me, or like the experience was subpar or whatever it is. And I'm not a Karen. So I'm actually very, very gracious, especially nowadays um, with the staffing shortages, but let's just say it was a big mess. Like the other day I had to call out a company that I tried to cancel with, you know, it was a reoccurring payment. I tried to cancel with in February and they still hadn't done it. Um, and so I was firm and, but not obnoxious <laughs> and the way that they handled it in the end, I was like, okay, my faith is back in you. My faith is back. Oh. So, you know, that's a, that's a left me better. I still don't want to do business with them, but I'm not going to talk smack about them. If somebody else asked about them, you know? Right. And you know, there's a whole body of research on this. If you Google service recovery paradox, there have been so many studies done over the years that say exactly that. If you mess up and then show how much you care to make it better, people not only are more loyal to your brand long-term, but they will also tell more people and spend more money because you've humanized yourself in a way, right? This is true for big, small, medium brands. Again, there's been a lot of fascinating uh, research done about service recovery and what it means because most people are like pretty understanding, right? I mean, obviously there are exceptions there. There are fields where you can't make a mistake. Like I will not be understanding if my pilot or my doctor like makes a big mistake, but for most of us, it's not life or death. And people don't expect you to be perfect all the time. What they do expect is for you to care and for you to fix things when they go wrong. So like if it, you make a mistake, fine. How are you fixing it? Let's talk about the solution. So going back to the net positives and net neutrals instead of net negatives, if you can, you know, show that you've cared enough to fix it, they're probably going to be very loyal. And part of the way you do that leads us into the third step of the supermodel, which is P and that stands for personalized. And I always like to say that super fans are created at the intersection of your story and every customer's story, how your thing is relevant to them. The Uh. biggest threat to business in the world is apathy. I work with customers all the time who are like, we've got a big awareness problem. Not enough people know what we do, or if only our ads could like make people care more to let them know. And I'm like, awareness is not your problem. Plenty of people know they just don't care. And the reason they don't care is because you have not given them a reason to, you have not broken through the noise. You are one of a lot of people who happens to perform a service or sell a product that like might be something they need at some point in their lives. And that's, they're like totally fine at that level. You've got to force them to care. And the way you do that is by connecting your story to theirs in a way that's memorable and meaningful because it has relevance in their life. Mm. Yeah. So can you give us an example of that so that people can wrap their mind around the concept? Yeah, absolutely. So it depends on what your business is. This might be um, as simple as 
making personal phone calls to your prospects, getting to learn more about them, or from a bigger picture standpoint, it might mean doing a lot of market research, figuring out what matters to your customers and talking to them in the language that they want you to talk to, right? Like depending on where you're at, maybe LinkedIn is where you need to be having conversations with people. Maybe it's not, maybe it's TikTok, right? Maybe it's, you need to be doing direct mail advertising. Maybe it's, you need to be changing your service hours to be open on Saturday because a lot of the people who want to work with you aren't able to work with you. It's showing your customers, going back to that Teddy Roosevelt quote, showing them that you care about them. And then following a rule for anybody who's never read this book, it's a great book by Dr. Tony Alessandra called the platinum rule. So we all grew up with the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. The platinum rule says, no, 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 that is not enough. Don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them the way they want to be treated because everybody wants something different. So understanding your customer's story is going to mean something different for every single person listening to this right now. But it's, it's so critical to say, am I communicating in every single one of my touch points to my customers as individuals, as an individual person. Uh, there's a great quote from David Ogilvy from like years and years ago, who was like a big advertising um, mogul who uh-huh. said, you know, we have this tendency to, he said, write copy because he was talking about making ads, but we have this tendency to write copy as if all of our audience is gathered together in a stadium, but that's <laughs> not reality. You're not talking to everyone. You're not saying, Hey, everybody, you're talking to an individual. And right now, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it alone or with a very small group. Maybe you're on a walk, maybe you're in your car, whatever it is that you're doing. This is an intimate experience that you are having with me and Amber. And so your customers are exactly the same when they're on your social page or they're on your website, or they're looking at a lead gen piece that you've put together. They don't want to feel like they're one of a thousand people you're targeting. They want to feel like you have the right solution for them because guess what? They don't care about anybody else. And that's part of the reason why every employee has to understand that your reputation is made or broken with every single customer, every single interaction, because you know, I don't know if you've ever been on the receiving end of a conversation where you've like told somebody at a business that something isn't right. And their response is like, well, that's surprising. Cause we always get this right for everybody else. Like no one cares. If you I don't care about everybody else. Yeah. I don't care. Like if you are in a relationship with somebody and you're like, I really like, I I'm pretty sure you're cheating on me. And his response was like, well, it's weird that you think that because like nobody else I've ever dated has thought I was cheating on them. Like, how would that make you feel? Like, don't talk about other customers. Not relevant. To your customers. <laughs> it's not relevant to their experience. So personalization, the reason that there's no like magic do this, not that is because the answer looks different for everyone, right? If it was easy, every hotel chain would be the Ritz Carlton and every fast food joint would be Chick-fil-A and every e-commerce site would be Amazon or Chewy. You've got to figure out what makes you special and unique and different, and then use that as the DNA that informs every decision you make for your customers. I love it. I love that. And I'm, I'm very transparent, um, on the podcast with my listeners because like they're listening to learn. And so, and I know, you know, whether they're coaching with me or they bought a product or they're just listening, 
they are, they're interacting with me. So it's, I, I like to put them in that buyer position with me to think, well, why, why do you listen to my show? Like, why are you taking 30 minutes of your life? That is super limited. You've got 24 hours in the day. You're giving me 30 minutes. Why? And then that gets them thinking about like, okay, well then why are people dealing with my business? And one thing that I do when, when you all write into me or you DM me or send me something in the mail, I've got stuff all over my desk. I'm looking at from listeners that I just absolutely love. Um, I capture what you say not to be manipulative. And remember, I always say there's a fine line between influence and manipulation. Use your powers for the good, not for the evil. <laughs> but I know that if I'm helping you solve a problem, and these are the words that you use to articulate that to me, I want to help more people solve that problem too. So I'm just going to store that away, or maybe put something super sweet on social media or whatever that is. And then when I'm writing sales copy, I'm pulling from your words. I am pulling your exact words and I am putting those exact words in the copy because then that's how you convert other people who are like you. I want people like you. I want more bombshells. I want bombshell boys too, but it's super helpful to do what Brittany's explaining. And I just love everything that you're saying is just like reframing things for me. It's making me look at it a different way. And honestly, like a more current way, I would say I'm a little more old school and the way that you are framing things is very like, um, fresh, which is why you're so popular as a speaker. Um, and anyway, so just trying to tie all that in personalization is a one-to-one -one conversation, but it's also looking at your customer as one customer, not the group in the room and taking one customer's words and banking on the fact that other people could be, you could catch more by trying to catch that one. Does that make sense? Like cast the net for the one, but you're going to get others with it when you're talking to that one. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's, if when you end up trying to talk to everybody, you connect with nobody, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, it's, and again, like it's apathy. It's like, oh, this is like the ice cream flavor that nobody wants to eat. Cause it has 17 different things in it. Cause they were like, well, maybe if I just cram everything in, everybody will want this instead of like, no, I asked for Rocky road. Thanks. That's or like, I no, I said cotton candy or mm, I wanted pistachio. I did not want cotton candy and pistachio and Rocky road and chocolate chip cookie dough <laughs> all together. Thanks. I love that you use ice cream as an example. I do that all the time. <laughs> I've actually never done that before, but I'm starting to get hungry because I didn't eat breakfast and we're recording this. It's now a little bit afternoon. Uh -huh. And for some reason I was thinking about how much I would like some ice cream right now. So. Yeah. And you're so close to Jenny's too. Yeah. I am not. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, this is sad. Everybody. Um, I, I, you live what 45 minutes from me. And I don't even remember the last time I put my eyeballs on you. So we'll have to fix that. We're both so workaholics. Life is crazy, but it yes, is what it is. We will fix that. <laughs> so <laughs> E and super E exceed expectations. Mm. So that's hard to do sometimes. It is hard to do sometimes, especially when you're known for being great. Like when your customers come to you with high expectations already, you've got a higher bar to clear in some cases than your competitors do. But here's one piece of advice that I will offer because I know there um, are people listening in businesses of all sizes. Something that I have observed over the years of consulting with, working with, speaking for, meeting business owners of all sizes is that many people seem to spend a disproportionate amount of their time, attention, effort, energy, all of the above 
on the, what I call during phase of the experience. So like, let's say you're a coach, the during is like, you know, the call that you're having with your client and you're like all in and you did some prep right before and you did some prep right after. And while that's great to your customer, like that's not the entire experience. The experience includes things like you know, finding you. And then how easy was it to get on your calendar? How was the communication leading up to that call to let them know what to expect? How easy was it for them to pay you? And then you've got the call. Then how do like, are you checking up with them to see how they're doing after? Are you like, did you send them a thank you card the first time you guys work together to say how excited you are to have them as a client? Are you remembering things like their birthday or special days or holidays? Like what are all of the touch points? Because a lot a lot of times we, we, we tend to spend a disproportionate amount of focus on that during, but the before and after is where the magic happens because the before and after is where you're like extending that experience so that you're top of mind to your customer or prospect, not just when you're right in front of them. Yeah. I love that. Love, love, love. And there's so many, that just so many different models for that, depending on, um, your type of business, but it's very, very doable. And it's not a heavy lift. Like it's mentally you think, Oh, what more can I do? I'm already tapped. But I mean, you just gave some really practical advice. So, all right, let's wrap it up with R. Right. All right. I have good news for anybody who was like, well, five things that's a lot to remember and a lot to do. I wish this was easier. It kind of is because the R stands for repeat. (laughs) No, it just got, what is the math? 20% easier. I am so bad at math. Um, Now it's just four things. And then the fifth thing is repeat because as much as I wish I could give you like an easy button for customer experience and say, you can set it and forget it. You can't. The reality is your reputation, your brand's reputation is being shaped every single day, you've got to put the systems and processes and automation in place to offload a lot of tasks that can be automated from everyone on your team so that they can spend their very limited time focusing on the things that can't yet be automated, which is that human to human interaction. So figuring out the things that to be honest, could work just as well or better without you involved. And sometimes it's an ego thing, right? Like we want to be involved in stuff. I remember when I got my first Roomba and I was setting it up and it was like, do you want to schedule to clean the floors automatically? And I was like, no, like I can't trust this robot to just like back the floors. Like I need to be able to like say, oh, I made sure there's no kids toys in the floors or there's no dog toys or whatever. And guess what? I never remember to run the stupid vacuum. Or I would remember when there was dog hair on the floor and I would be like, I just bought an $800 vacuum cleaner. Why is there dog hair? Oh, right. Because I haven't ran it in three days. Once I finally got over the, like, I'm so important to this process feeling and set it, guess what? I've got beautiful floors because I don't have to think about it. They're cleaned automatically all the time. And like once a month when I need to empty the catch container, I get a push notification on my phone. That's like, you know, come empty all the stuff. So don't be afraid to remove yourself from situations where you may not be adding that much value. Yeah. And you know what? That's like for my coaches and consultants who are, who are watching, 
or listening, um, you know, I'll just say that I make it perfectly clear. Of course, I talk about psychoanalytic tools. So I'm constantly talking about my own personality. Um, and if I was just doing one job, absolutely, I could have learned behaviors to help me with more follow through and, you know, being consistent and things like that. But I'm running a whole business and leading a team and solving problems in lots of different companies and speaking and traveling. And like, let's just say that's not going to happen. And so my people know that Amy or Jean or somebody else is the go-to. If you, if you want that, like that's going to come from somebody else. And it's not a slight that I don't want to have anything to do with you. That's not it at all. It's because I want you to get what you deserve and what you're paying for. And so that quire, that requires a team, even though it's Amber Hurdle Consulting, it's a team of people who, who make that happen and they are fine with it. They're not going to waste their time trying to get something from me. They know they're not getting from me and not, at least not this week. And I might get to that in my inbox next week, but that's the volume that I deal with. They get it. So don't be afraid. Um, you know, obviously in not, not personal brand brands, you have less, um, struggles there. But I just want to affirm those of you who think that you have to do all the things, otherwise your clients are going to think that you don't care about them. That's BS. You care about them enough to make sure that they're pointed to the person who can get things done for them in a timely way. And rant off my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. And even if you are a personal brand, there are things that you can automate. There are things sure. that you can trust to technology that will not negatively impact your customer experience, but will free up more of your time to create more of those moments that matter. 100%. Yes. Like automate your, your, uh, service agreement that goes to the payment profile that goes to, uh, you know, something to onboard them that spits out an onboarding email sequence. Like you don't have to do it all. So, um, gosh, Brittany, I know we're at time, um, we're past time, but that's, that's good because this is like a wealth of information. And I love how you've packaged it, um, with your supermodel. And I love that the fifth one is repeat. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to use this in my own business as we're, as you know, launching, um, something special. So, um, last question before I tell everyone all the different ways that they can reach you. And I know they'll want to, what is that parting piece of advice that you want bombshells to walk away with, whether it has something to do with, um, super fans or something to do with being a, a female professional or even a, any professional for that matter. Cause we, I know we have male listeners. Well, I'm going to share a story from, uh, my oldest son and he, uh, for those of you, if it didn't get cut out, he did, he made a guest appearance when he, he came in here <laughs> for a minute, uh, while we were recording, uh, right before his third birthday, I was downstairs working on my book. It took a long time to write and finish because of COVID and a second kid and like all of the things, but I was like, buddy you got to let mommy write. Remember you're supposed to let mommy write, like go, go outside, play with daddy. And he said, mommy, what's your book about? And it was the first time he had asked. And so I was trying to explain the concept of creating super fans in a way that a, you know, not quite three-year-old would remember. And I could tell his eyes were glazing over. So I said, what do you think, buddy? And I thought he was going to say like, you should write a book about something that matters. Like you know, construction vehicles or superheroes or something. And he looked me straight in the eyes and he said, mommy, I think you should tell the people to be nice and listen. And then he gave me a great big hug and he left the room. And I was like, was that a mic drop that just happened? Did my <laughs> almost three-year-old just like write my book in four words better than I'm writing it in like 60,000. So be nice and listen. It's great advice that. from a kid. And if you do that, you're probably going to create super fans. 
Oh, I love it. We need to put him on payroll. Like you can write, you can write that <laughs> off in taxes. Um, wow. Okay. So love that. And y'all, I know you're going to want to jump on the train. I beat this drum every single week. Follow Brittany on LinkedIn. Um, we'll have that link in the show notes. So it looks like your first name, last name consistently. I couldn't get that. I have to be the Amber Hurdle on so many. We had to switch it because I couldn't no. be consistent. Yeah. I won the SEO lottery. My maiden name was Jones. So when I went from Brittany Jones to Brittany Hodak, I was like, this is great. When my husband and I got engaged, I was like, listen, I'm buying the URL for a decade to start. I'm getting all the handles. If this thing goes South, I'm keeping the name. And me too. I'm like, I know I'm divorced. However, my book is by Amber Hurdle. All of my awards are by Amber Hurdle. All my SEO is Amber Hurdle. It's just going to have to be Amber Hurdle. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm not going back to one of a million Brittany Jones. Like yeah, <laughs> Brittany Hodak is much better for finding me. So yes, I'm just Brittany Hodak everywhere. I uh, would love to connect with you. If you want to send me an email, I'm Brittany at BrittanyHodak.com. And I would be eternally grateful if you liked what you heard. If you go ahead and pre-order the book, it is so helpful for authors when people pre-order it. So don't think, oh, I, you know, I'll order it when it's out in January. Please, please, please pre-order it. That is so helpful for so many reasons. Um, and reach out to me anytime. Yeah, absolutely. So we will put every which way that you can get a hold of Brittany in the show notes. So you could just click, click and get right to her, including her website and the book and all that good jazz. Bombshells. Whew, I knew this was going to be a good one. I knew um, because she is so dynamic and also has very practical, actionable advice, which you know we love on the podcast. So um, if you have not already, please leave a rating and review on whatever podcast listening app that you use. And if you are a YouTube watcher, which I know we don't have a ton, um, if you would like share and subscribe. That's helpful to share this with as many friends as possible. Um, Brittany's advice is hugely helpful. And that is your way of being a bombshell and helping other women become more bold, brave, and a way of really confident in their businesses and in their lives. So thank you for your precious time. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.